Hello Saints, Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom He died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the Scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the Word of God regardless of who gets offended or not. In Jesus' name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. The question today is, are you currently marriage material? Are you currently, right now, prepared to be married in a way that would glorify God? Let's talk about preparing for marriage. Do you wish to show God, could be a question we pose, that you are ready to be a husband or a wife as he ordains it? Are you approaching daily life and marriage with a servant's heart, or are you selfishly approaching life on your own agenda instead of having said, not my will, but thine be done? Do you seek to get just your needs met? Are you seeking the Lord and letting Him take care of all your needs? Many today marry or look for a marriage mate based on things like money or superficial things with no eternal value or things that are not something that God aggrandizes. Remember, Jesus said that a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of things which he possesses. Luke chapter 12, verse 15. In the verse, he said, beware of covetousness. People who seek out a mate based on things like money are covetous people and are bound to bring great destruction into their lives. This is the fruit of a self-serving counterfeit, not a true disciple of Jesus. Only a self-serving person would marry for financial or material reasons, which means they are serving mammon and not Christ. Jesus says, you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve both God and money simultaneously. Divine wisdom for the unmarried would pertain to knowing that the candidate you're attracted to is first and foremost a born-again disciple of Jesus who's presently working out, not for. We can't do that. Jesus worked for and earned our salvation, but we work out our salvation with fear and trembling as God works in us both the will and the do of his good pleasure. Amen. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. Now, today we know that finding a true born-again believer is can be a rare pearl, if you will, a one of great price, but definitely the one that a true believer would desire to be equally yoked with and to beware of lukewarm counterfeits. Amen. That's why one of our other messages, we talked about the importance of using the word, the words of Christ, John 3, 3 and 7, that you must be born again because there are so many lukewarm church-going counterfeits in America. I mean, we all know that everybody in America is saved, right? Most of you are laughing with me because you know there's so many who claim to be saved that don't have the fruit of being a true disciple of Jesus. Now, before we can rightly discern who would be a Christ 
self-centered candidate for us to marry, that is, we should most importantly assure that we ourselves are God-fearing candidates, if you will. And let me ask you this, friend, are you personally denying yourself daily, taking up your cross and following Jesus? Repentance for real, laying down our lives without reservation before the Lord and beginning our walk with Christ would be the first prep that we would need. I love memorizing, praying over and reading over Philippians 2, 3 through 5, which is speaking of the mind of Christ and the walk of a true disciple. It says, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, that is glory brought to ourselves, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, Philippians 2, 3 through 5. Now, let me say this. You know, there's so much relationship advice going on all over the map here, everywhere you look, and communications today, but rarely, if ever, see this passage of divine wisdom, not just people's wisdom, which is infinitely inferior and has a lot of holes in it, to say it lightly. But if, you know, if we walked in the mind of Christ, where we're crucified with Christ, we're not seeking vain glory, but in humility or lowliness of mind, we're lifting up or esteeming others above ourselves. We're not looking to our own things, but to the things of others. Wow, that would assure great relationships. Again, friend, I want to encourage you to pour prayerfully over Philippians 2, 3 through 5. In fact, I want to encourage you this week or for the next two or three days or whole week, whatever you feel convinced of in your own spirit, if anything at all, I would encourage you to pour over this passage, like in your Bible study in the mornings as you seek the Lord and prayer, praise, thanksgiving, and reading his word, that before you finish that, that you would pour over this passage. I can guarantee you on the word of God and by personal experience that your life will be changed in a good way and you will be at peace before God, because you'll see here, and he'll bring it to pass in your life as you seek his face, that your life is to be all about him and others, not yourself. Amen. Colossians 3.3 says, for you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. And let me tell you, that's the safest place to be right there. When you get down low and you consent to your own death and burial and let Christ reign, I warn you, you're going to become addicted real quick to the blessing of God, that resurrection grace in your life. Amen. 1 Corinthians 10, 24 says, let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. Amen. Another great memory verse, both of these, all of these. You know, this right here is the key to relationships. First with God, because you're obeying him. And then out from there, you're loving your neighbor as yourself. You're seeking the betterment of others and the blessing and edification of others. God would have us to get out of our own world and into the lives and the worlds of others and help them prayerfully and by his grace. You know, that, isn't that what Jesus did when he left eternal glory and divine perfection and bliss with the Father and came down to the earth? He got out of his world to come into ours and to show us the Father by his life and words and to die for our sins so that we could be brought into union, relationship with him and the Father. Isn't that amazing? And that's the mind of Christ he wants us to have. Amen. 
can't pray for it, saints, and pour over these scriptures. Philippians 2, 3 through 5 is one of special note. Now, let me ask you this. Do you have your seatbelt on for this next one? Because in marriage, the wife is to be loved by the husband, provided for, protected, and cherished by her husband, even as Christ loves and does and has done with and for his church. Amen. According to Ephesians 5, 25 through 30, in a marriage between a man and a woman that is one that glorifies God, there must be a foundational biblical revelation of the unique purposes for which men and women are originally and continually created for, if you will. Satan has come in like a flood today, as you probably noticed, and he has gotten into the minds of people to convince them that they need all kinds of material things that God never ordained or said were needs or that which is important. Jesus said that which is highly esteemed in the eyes of man is an abomination to God. I believe that's Luke 16, 15. When two people go to get married and how much of the wedding, what percentage would you say of preparation for today's weddings, most of them, not all of them, is actually something that needs to be done or part of the wedding ceremony? I mean, after all, the wedding is just the entrance into the marriage and it it is to be a celebration, as we see it was in John 2, and Jesus authenticated that by bringing the wine. You know, when they ran out of wine, he provided, you know, wine as a celebration there. It's to be celebrated. And yet, perhaps we have, many of us, been sucked into this wedding industry, which is, I'm sure, a multi-billion dollar industry per year, with a lot of stuff that perhaps isn't needed. And we put our, you know, parents in jeopardy for having to feel like they have to come up with all this money, because most people don't have, you know, ten, twenty thousand dollars or more that average weddings cost today. Or if they were going to spend that money, perhaps it'd be better spent by just giving you the cash, you know, the couple that's getting married. A little food for thought there. One of Christ's disciples of our day has written this. They said, God's word, knowing and studying it together as a couple is very important in a marriage relationship. An unmarried man or woman who doesn't show any interest and willingness to study the word God with that is a prospective mate is a counterfeit and a false convert who depends only on the teaching of men rather than the Holy Scriptures. Such a person wants Jesus but does not want his word. There must be evidence that shows in his or her life for their love for the Scriptures, that is, his or her love for the Scriptures. If not, you are just wasting your time, this disciple writes, courting such a person. Being beautiful, young, and attractive doesn't qualify a woman as a good godly help me nor does it a man if he's handsome and yet doesn't love god's word amen their willingness to study the word of god with you individually and with you is an indicator that they are a true believer and the willingness must come from their heart and not just because you suggested they do so their enthusiasm and eagerness in studying and searching the bible is a manifestation of their love for god and his holy word and this disciple continues by saying, you don't have to force them because a true convert has a longing to dig into the Holy Scriptures for themselves. If
if your current date or the person you're dating and considering for marriage doesn't have this deep conviction and love for God's word, they are not God's will for you. And finally, this person writes, I know it's hard, but your obedience to God must supersede your love for any other person. Find a person that has a deep love for God's word. God will be pleased if you do, and he will bless you and that marriage. Amen. Unquote. I agree with that. That's an equally yoked definition if you've ever heard one. Now, in the unchanging divine economy, because God does not change, I am the Lord, I change not, Malachi 3, 6, the most beautiful of all God's creation is the woman, and she is to be the helpmeet or the companion, the helper, uh, that is one who helps the man accomplish God's will of the man, the helpmeet, that's the Genesis 2, 18 word we see there. God said, it is not good that a man should be alone. I will make an helpmeet for him and then he created or brought the woman out of the man. A godly relationship must be founded and grounded on God's word with both the man and the woman repenting, learning, and doing what God has stated for their respective unique roles. We must get rid of all that we've ever learned from the wicked in our worldly society and which is greatly reflected in the false apostate modern church world many times. If you are praying, friend, for a godly man, and yet you are not diligently seeking God and studying his word and becoming his disciple, a humble servant of the Lord. God sees it, this lack of diligence toward him and love toward him, and he will not plague someone else's life by putting you with them. Amen. He will not unequally yoke one of his true disciples who are seeking to mate with someone like you. So you must ask yourself whether or not you're authentic as far as being a disciple of Christ, or are you a counterfeit? Those those who aren't learning to serve the Lord in humility, to lay down their life and follow Christ, are not authentic disciples. It's time, I would say, friends, to take our own sins into account, to cease pointing the finger, and to seek the Lord. Amen? You must trash the what's in it for me motto, which is for Satan's children, not for God's children. Amen? It's not a what's in it for me world in the kingdom of Christ. It's more of a I'm crucified with Christ, and my life is all about serving God and others. Amen. That's the marriage prep we need. That's the foundational marriage prep we need, and seldom do we see this in marriage prep books, even those we find in so-called Christian bookstores, unfortunately. Notice Isaiah 37, 31 defines the very heaven-bound remnant of Christ. It says, and the remnant, that is the residue of God's people, that is escaped of the house of Judah, shall again... Watch this. Take root downward and bear fruit upward. There it is, the death, burial, and resurrection uh, right there in your own life. You're rooted downward in the death and burial of Christ and therefore raised up by Christ to bear fruit upward. Notice downward and upward, the two words, key crosswords in Isaiah 37, 31. Amen. From this verse, we see that taking root downward means dying to self, laying down your life, consenting to your own death in order to bear fruit upward, which is fruit that glorifies God. It's out of the resurrection life of Christ who raises you up as you have obeyed him and chosen to consent to your own death and burial. Amen. As soon as God saves us and we get water baptized, that's the crosswalk that he's ordained for us. And yet, 
So many times that's not reinforced by so many pulpits today, although it is in the Bible, everywhere and on every page of the Bible. And so people lose touch with this cross truth as they go on with the Lord, if you will. And that's a sad day, saints. But you and I are accountable. We have a Bible. We must engross and saturate ourselves in this cross message. And you can find a whole lot of it on safeguardyoursoul.com. If you look at safeguardyoursoul.com and go to the drop down menu and just put in the letter D and it will show you Daily Cross, which is a category loaded with dozens upon dozens of posts and radio programs, etc., to help you become engrossed in this all-important of the divine economy message of the cross. Amen. Let's get to the 12 marriage prep items. But first, let me read what a few disciples have said about marriage from the body of Christ, which I believe is wisdom from God. Amen. The reason why, that is through Paul, one of them writes, was so strict, God was so strict, commanding us to be not unequally yoked together, is that God wants us to be protected, his children, that is, from Satan, because family is very important to God. This disciple continues by saying, so many Jezebels have been manifesting nowadays days, marriage isn't about the Jezebel spirit manifesting, not only hatred for men, but also God and his word. A woman who lets this spirit of Jezebel be part of her life gives place to rebellion in her character, which craves independence and dominance and a controlling, manipulative spirit, which demands men to be submissive to her and follow her will and desires, which is, of course, out of God's order. And this disciple goes on to say that Jezebel doesn't care about what men think or feel. So if your date, if someone you're dating is not a truth seeker and scripture lover, run for your life. She has a tendency or is a candidate for becoming a Jezebel. That is someone who's not in the word. They finish by saying, how can she teach? How can a Jezebel teach your children about God and the things of God if she doesn't know the word of God for herself? Think about that, unquote. Another disciple of Jesus in the body of Christ writes this concerning marriage. The first step to finding a godly man or woman is by being one of Christ's children yourself. Marriage isn't about a beautiful wedding, a fancy home, nice cars or picket fences, but marriage is hospital stays, working long hours, fighting through struggles, serving one another, humbling yourself, being faithful and staying together through it all, unquote. And finally, before we get to the top 12 biblical preparations for unmarried disciples, one disciple, we'll finish with this one, writes this concerning marriage and being unequally or equally they write, quote, to unmarried men who desire to be married and are looking for a potential wife, a woman who is praying for a godly husband is the best candidate to marry because she knows the importance of a godly relationship, marriage, family, and how to be a godly wife, mother, and help meet to her husband. A man who finds her finds a treasure and will be greatly blessed, unquote. Amen. All right, here are the 12 preps, biblical preps for unmarried married disciples. Number one, get before the Lord in a fresh, authentic repentance, laying down your life. Amen. Number two, you are crucified with Christ. Amen. All right. The third of the top 12 biblical preps for unmarried disciples is this. With no exception, begin your days 
immersed in God's Word. Amen. The King James Bible. Number four, begin your days with a time of intimate prayer fellowship with the Lord. Amen. That's what Jesus prescribed. Matthew 6, 6. All right. Number five, pray daily for God's perfect will to be done in your life. Number six, ask the Father to prepare you to be the husband or the wife. He's ordained you to be. Amen. As he defines it in his word. Amen. Number seven of the 12 top biblical preps for marriage. Ask the Lord to unite you with the mate he chooses in his perfect timing. Amen. Number eight, live to serve Jesus and others, not yourself. Number nine, as you diligently study God's word every morning, choose verses of Holy Scripture to write on an index card and to memorize. Amen. Number 10, tell others the good news, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Number 11, pray for and gain a vision of serving the Lord daily as as a family, reject not only as an individual, but as a family, reject the concept of the apostate modern church world that going to church is serving God. It's not. That's a very small part of it, if it even has much to do with it at all. Amen. And finally, number 12 on the top 12 biblical preparations for marriage. Determine and pray that you are going to serve the one, the Lord, who saved you and not become religious, but rather continue to become his authentic disciple and serve God together with the mate that he gives you. Amen. Very important preparations for marriage there, the 12. And this can be found in a small book that is very powerful called Are You Marriage Material? Are You Marriage Material? I encourage you to consider getting a copy for yourself and maybe somebody else at safeguardyoursoul.com. Before we go, let's pray, saints. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask ask you to break us to the very core of our being upon now further realizing our utter need to be fully immersed in Christ. Right this moment, Lord, we ask you to help us as we lay down our lives. We lay them into your holy hands and care. Make us what you've ordained to be, that is, crucified with Christ. Please take full control of our lives this moment, if never before. We ask these things, Father, in the name above all names, the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month. And your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting. And feel free to visit our donate page on the site. And you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon. And you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so. And a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say, 
together in the words of Revelation 22. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.